Welcome to Podheim, Duroc's Valheim podcast. Let's give them the business. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by G-Portal. They host all of my servers and I have to say they are pretty awesome. If you're looking to rent your own gaming server, you can save 5% if you use my link in the description. Hey everybody, I'm your host, Jurok the Viking. Joining me today are my fellow Vikings, Gwen the Shield Maiden. Hello Vikings. We also have Jarl Tolkis. Hello Vikings, pleasure to meet you all. Viking Rudy, Rudistic the Guardian. Hello, fellow Vikings and Valheim addicts. And Viking Thorin, a.k.a. Metarune. Hey to all you Vikings. All right, let's give them the business. So today on our very first podcast, I wanted to just tell our audience first just a little bit about who we are. Um, So you all here today are admins on my Discord server and my Valheim servers, uh, founders uh, who, when I first set those up, back in, I think it was September, I think. Um, and uh, just a little bit about me, uh, Jirok the Viking. I um, uh, My gaming history, I've been playing video games starting with the Atari 2600, moved to Nintendo, loved uh, Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda, the, the sort of a role-playing game. But for me, when I moved to PC games is when it really got exciting uh, with Pool of Radiance and uh, the Ultima games, Ultima 2, 3, and 4. Uh, and then eventually Ultima Online. Once that hit, it was amazing. You remember with the uh, the modems and all that noise for, for those of you who remember having to dial up uh, to the internet. <laughs> Any Anybody here have ha- remember having to dial up to the internet besides me? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think I'm too young for this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, uh, and then, yeah, so Ultima Online was like the amazing experience um, for online gaming. And then I discovered a game called Neocron. It was by a company out of Germany, and it was a cyberpunk MMO. And it it was like a first-person game, um, well, or sort of that third person, like you're just behind the character, but you could zoom in. And I played that game for years. I'm actually still in contact almost, wow, almost 20 years later, um, 15, 20 years later, somewhere in there with some of the people that I played that game with. And I went from that to Star Wars Galaxies, uh, then World of Warcraft, and then Guild Wars. And then I sort of got burnt out on the MMO genre because it's just like there was always new MMOs coming out in there. Yeah, they improve on things a little bit. And then my one of my friends told me about this little game where you place blocks and the graphics look terrible. And I thought, I'm not going to play a game where you just place blocks and the graphics look terrible. And then I gave it a try one time and then I was hooked on survival games from then on out. And you guys all know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. Is there anybody here who hasn't played Minecraft much? I haven't, actually. I've never played it either. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. So, uh, yeah, I played Minecraft for a long time, um, and then I started. Uh, I discovered Seven Days to Die when it still had blocky textures like um, like Minecraft, uh, and and just I, I tried like every survival game out there. So that brings me to Valheim. How did I get to Valheim? Well, I was playing Seven Days to Die as my main go-to survival game because I was sick of MMOs and. 
um, one day I just was thinking, you know, I, I do, I was watching the show Vikings and, you know, very much, I've always been into the Viking lore, uh, been interested in it. And I just searched for it one day. I said, I wonder if there's a survival Viking game. And so I searched for it and then I found Valheim and it was just this little tiny game with a few hundred people on their discord channel. And, um, I signed up for the beta test and after a couple of months I got in and I actually didn't play it that much because as soon as I started playing it, I, I immediately thought, wow, this is a really, really fun game. Uh, so I probably didn't play, I played, probably played less than 100 hours uh, because I was, I was waiting because they were talking on their Discord channel about the early access launch coming the following year and I wanted to play with my friends. So I waited and didn't put too much time in and then when it finally launched, I played with my friends, logged hundreds of hours in, watched tons of YouTube videos on it. And uh, uh, with the pandemic raging, my work, I'm a filmmaker, I thought, I, I need to do something for work. Why don't I just start a YouTube channel since, you know, my clients aren't hiring uh, video work right now. I, I started the YouTube channel. Wasn't sure if anybody was going to watch. Some people started to watch. It started to grow a little bit. And just, just for fun, I, I told one of my friends, hey, I'm going to start a, a Valheim server. Uh, we were playing on a server with just uh, uh, three of us. I said, I'm going to open a public one and see if anybody wants to play with us three. Well, of course, all these months later, um, now my two friends stopped playing on the server and we have 80 plus people on the server, including you guys. So that's how I got here today. When was the last time your friends uh, logged in on this server here? Oh, um, well, one of them actually never logged in on this server, only on our three-person player server. And then the other one, um, you guys might remember his name was Gloomshine. Uh, he oh, logged, yeah. Yeah, he was here for probably the first month or month and a half. Um, yeah, he was here a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re I remember him. He was uh, doing. He was stealing all the crypts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he was. Yeah, go on. No, I said yeah, I was saying he was one of the like he and I were the first ones on the server. So like he had already had a house established and everything before you guys and everybody else even started joining the server. So like he sort of had claimed everything and had started looting everything in the area, and then you guys had to pick up his scraps. <laughs> I was running around in, in leather scraps while he was in troll armor, clearing all the dungeons right in front of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know he'll listen to this because he watches most of my stuff, so he'll get a kick out of, out of hearing that. But uh, mm -hmm. Come back anytime then if you're listening. Come back and see what's uh, what's been happening. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So maybe we should go around and get just a, a brief gaming history and how you um, ended up, you know, uh, playing Valheim, and then how you found our, uh, my server. Uh, Gwen, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm compared to you, I'm a very, very casual gamer. Um, I've been doing mostly PC games. In fact, as a kid growing up, I wasn't allowed a console, or even I never had like a, a game, uh, Game Boy, or anything like that. The most I could get it was like a Tamagotchi uh, for those 19 kids out there uh if you remember <laughs> the tamagotchi and that was like the closest i could have from a, a, a gate uh, like a handheld gaming um device um but i did get into pc gaming quite early on that was the one thing i was allowed um and so yeah as a kid i played like the sims and zoo tycoon that kind of stuff so a lot more kind of 
building games and those kind of games. Um, and um, probably last 10 years, the other than Valheim, the other game that I've been playing uh, on and off uh, with friends was League of Legends. So totally different type of game. It's a MOBA. Um, it's uh, very similar to Dota 2. Um, but the, the thing with that is the the community is is not the the best. It tends to be quite toxic. So I would only play with friends when I can, uh, when I could, because I'm not really into the the whole uh, flaming and calling each other's mums and stuff online. Um, <laughs> it's not a very nice aspect of gaming. Um, so uh, so yeah, but I've never I've never played FPS games. Well, actually, I did briefly try world of tanks and the only reason why i tried world of tanks is because obviously tanks are very big heavy and slow so that was the only one where i could actually manage to aim and hit fast enough <laughs> because the, the tanks themselves were so slow but other than that I, I never really got into fps games um and earlier this year when when valheim became popular i think it was i don't know when when it actually released the early access but i think february march time is when it really kind of came out in the mainstream um and probably same story as uh most people here i my friends kind of bullied me into uh getting valheim and playing with them um so we used to play together on each other's servers um and that's how i started and i really got hooked onto the game um but then like many people, uh, my friends stopped playing it after a couple of months. And I'm a very social gamer. I don't really like playing games on my own. So I really like the kind of collaborative and co-op aspect of these games. Um, so when I heard about your server, and I believe I saw you posting an announcement on your YouTube channel that you would be opening a server, I kind of thought about it and thought it would be maybe a good opportunity to try to keep playing the game that I loved playing, um, but with other people and, and find people that would um, be as much into the game as me. So that's kind of how I, I uh, ended up joining the server. And I was, uh, I think, with uh, Talkers. We were there from pretty much, I, was, I wasn't there on day one, um, but I was there on day two, pretty much, of the server being open. Yeah, it was and, really uh, Mm. It was you, me, and Balder back then. Yeah, you, me, Balder, uh, Pianuj as well, and a couple of other players that are still still in the community. Um, and I, since I joined the server, I have not a single time. So that's September. Since September, I have not lo logged on my solo world a single time because uh, I just I don't think I could go back to playing solo. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome, and and it's been such a it, you you all of you admins when you um, came to the server uh, immediately stood out to me, um, Gwen and Tolkis especially, uh, and then eventually uh, uh, Rudistic and and Thorin. Um, uh, so so I, I I was like I started I saw the server growing and I thought oh wow I need to start delegating some of this responsibility because everybody's contacting me like how do I keep up with this it's all so I, I needed some help and you guys stepped up and did it Tolkis mm -hmm. can you want to tell us a little bit about your gaming history and and your preferences and how you found Valheim and then eventually my server oh well I entered the PC Master Race at the age of 10. My <laughs> first game I started uh, playing was a Stronghold back then. My father gave me the PC, and the first game I had was Stronghold. And I I just liked the, the 
I, I didn't necessarily do the story and the the scenarios there, but I, what I did as a kid, I went into creative mode and started building the Lord of the Rings castles and just uh, created armies, just threw them at each other. And that was uh, enough entertainment for me. And then from there, I kind of I kind of kept the, the pace. I next one I, I was game I played was Lego Star Wars, and then from there, I always bouncing between strategic and role play games. I've played a Mountain Blade Warband for I don't know how long, and then I started ex- uh, the exploring the Total War series, and it's, but I almost basically was playing by myself. I did not really go into online and just uh, I just uh, I had a bit of respect, but then at some point I had a friend who told me told me into Dota. I quit the game because it was a bit too toxic. But then from there I was interested and then there was the one game called Conqueror's Blade I've been playing a lot. It was a, a PvP-focused game where you command a unit of uh, soldiers in a battle, so you basically play an officer with a detachment. You have a role and it was really organized and everything. It was uh, it was pretty fun, but at some point I lost the track uh, also because of my job. I... I work as a chef in real life, and there was this episode where I was doing, where I woke up at, well, came to work at eight, came home at midnight, and then started all over again. And also, there's some trouble going on there. Was, uh, then I kind of quit gaming, and uh, but uh, I met a, a friend during 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 Congress Blade and. We've been in playing together since and hanging out with each other online. And at some point, I don't know where specifically, but I don't know if it was some, some guy I was following was playing Valheim or I just got Rick Valheim recommended as something. At some point, we both started playing Valheim and I was, we were both totally into it. It was, a, we, were, we were just uh, kicking it and we had, it was great, but at at, at some point he, he he kind of lost interest, and uh, same did I. We played other games, and I think it's I don't I don't know. You know where you you start playing a game, and then you re- get recommended uh, videos on YouTube about that game. Kind of weird there. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. At some point, I just uh, got uh, some Valheim videos recommended there. I, I found your channel, Jirok, and I've been. Uh, you were just the one I, I enjoyed watching the most compared to the others. I don't know what it was particular, but I just uh, I just felt uh, comfortable uh, listening to you. And then uh, then someday I saw the message on YouTube: "Hey, I'm opening up a a open server." And and I saw that I was uh, like, "Huh, all right. How? Where can I apply for it? Where where, where can I where can I go to to enter this uh, this place?" And then. I remember I was uh, so nervous and I was like, oh, please, please let me in. Please let me join. I want to. <laughs> That's funny, actually. <laughs> I think we all had that feeling. <laughs> yeah, for, yes. for some reason, I was really excited for that. And then, yeah, just uh, uh, funny because I just, you know, I entered the server, I started walking around and the first guy I met was Balder. And then we just uh, started building next to each other. And then uh, I think someone approached us, uh, maybe you, Gwen, about a... And people started talking about a community city. 
and I, I haven't never heard of that. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, you can you can start building there. Yeah, of course, no worries. Then we kind of went together. We started, you know, grind the grinding and the and just went through. And just when people just uh, for some reason approached me, like that was, I think that was during the lockdown back then. Was yeah. it? Yeah, Maybe? there was there was a. Yeah, that's where you live. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there was a lockdown in Germany during that time, so I was a, a online basic almost twenty four seven, and people oh, are started. Pro- yeah, yeah. The and- funny story about that. We, yeah, I actually Tolkas earned the name Tolkas the Sleepless because the day that you joined the server, you were online. I think for like almost twenty hours straight, if not more. I remember logging in on my, uh, so on the second day of the server, I logged in and I saw you online. We had a bit of interaction. Uh, I was online for quite a while, like a couple of hours. Then I went to bed. And then the next morning, I checked like Discord and you were still in voice, still online. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I joined day three and I Toolkas was the one who welcomed me to the city. And I could tell he was absolutely exhausted over voice chat, but he still sounded so excited <laughs> to play. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you were like were, 28 hours in at that point or something. Yeah, there, there were some time situations where I did not go to bed at all during, during the time I was playing. But yeah, in the end, yeah, I was always there. So people started approaching me. Hey, can I build there as well? Can we build a city? Can I have a spot here in the city as well? And so I, I kind of uh, uh, slided into the role of, of uh, organizing the, the town and the city and kind of distributing LFA, giving out tasks well, for what we need. And then at some and then someone uh, said uh, that I was the Yarl of the of the community city. And then I uh, just went with it. Yeah, okay. Then from now on, I'm Yarl Tolkas. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then the rest is history. Yeah, and then from there, it's uh, it kind of went uh, went to where I am now. G Rock approached me at some point, like, "Hey, wanna be a moderator?" And I was uh, first of all, I was uh, really excited. He noticed me. I, yeah. I, I was spazzing out. He he noticed me. I'm I, basically I was talking to a celebrity, <laughs> to me at least. <laughs> and then yeah, I was uh, I was really excited, and then. From there, we've uh, we've been working together. That's awesome that you mentioned that. Um, uh, you know, I, I I think I'm what, around six thousand subscribers, which is you know tiny compared to most YouTube channels. But um, I can only imagine what being a celebrity, you know, YouTuber or even you know a celebrity in movies or TV must be like. You know, a hundred or a thousand times more famous than me. Uh, this little tiny YouTube channel. Because I get contacted by so many people, you know, and they ask to join the server, they ask questions, they ask about, you know, how I do admin stuff because they want to do admin stuff so that they can sort of dungeon master their own uh, servers as well, like the way I do it. And I always try to remember that these people are excited because they're reaching out to somebody that they have enjoyed on YouTube because I know I've done that like. I I admire people and have reached out to them and sometimes they respond and sometimes they don't. So I, I try to make time for, to respond to everybody. Um, but even now with, um, 450 people on discord, uh, 80 plus members on our Valheim servers and 6,000 subscribers, I'm having a hard time (laughs) responding to everybody all the time. Uh, but I, I still try to, because, uh, I know how excited I get and, 
um, like what you just said, I want every, I do want everyone to feel special and, and welcome. And luckily we have such a great community that even if I don't have time and they join our servers, everybody else makes them feel welcome. So hopefully you guys experienced that when you came onto the server, you just felt so welcomed by everybody else. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Thorin, you want to tell us a little bit about your gaming history and, um, you know, how you found Valheim and, and then eventually my server? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think my first console was Nintendo 64 and I went through the Game Boys and the original Xbox and that kind of thing. Um, I'm a big RPG and FPS guy. Those are kind of my main two, but I also loved building uh, with cheats and the Sims and roller coaster tycoon and that type of thing. Um, I'm kind of a hardcore old school Blizzard fanboy, so I was really big into WoW and Warcraft 2 and Diablo. Um, I'm a big Bungie fan as well. Played a ton of Halo and Destiny 2. Um, I started playing Valheim soon after launch with some friends from work. Um, I really liked Viking lore and, uh, you know, the RPG elements draw, drew me in, but it was actually my first survival game. Um, never got a chance to try out Minecraft, although it did always look interesting to me. Uh, and we had a server of four people or so. Um, so Jerox community feels a lot larger than that. It's been really nice. And, you know, there's always something to do and someone to do it with, which is pretty sweet. Uh, I took a few months from a few months break from that server with my friends when they quit playing, uh, and had just been kind of following Jirok on YouTube. And I think the weekend that he launched the server was shortly after the Hearth and Home release. So I was like, oh, it's time to dive in. Let's go find a server to play on because I didn't have any friends who were playing anymore. And uh, yeah, I joined, I think, on day three shortly after going into Toolkiss. And as I said before, Toolkiss was the one who kind of introduced me uh, to the server and and our first community village. And uh, I kind of hid in the shadows a little bit and played the survival game, but my big passion in Valheim is building. Uh, so once I kind of got leveled up with gear and uh, materials and that kind of thing, I definitely stepped into kind of the master builder role on our server. Um, and I've been doing that ever since. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, your, your builds um, have inspired a lot of people too, I know for sure. Um, and yeah. I, I when I noticed how active you were and how like uh, just excited you were to like get in and actually do stuff in the game, I thought to myself, "Ooh, I gotta ask him if he'll if he'll be a moderator." Or, I don't remember if I approached you as moderator or admin first, but I just knew I, I, I wanted I wanted you to help because you're so active and 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 enthusiastic and and that 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 is what i wanted to sort of foster the friendliness but also the enthusiasm for the game with anybody new we invited to the server so that they they had that to feed off of and so that was that mm -hmm. was really awesome yeah definitely i found myself doing more community builds than personal personable builds uh, i didn't really have a house but i was building portal hubs and great halls and all that kind of thing so uh, <laughs> yeah i was i was excited when you asked me and uh, even more excited when you started doing some of the dungeon mastering stuff because it meant I would get to build even crazier things for the for the community. So, do you yeah. remember when I told when I told you that you that we offer you to become an admin? Yeah, do you remember that Paul? <laughs> yep, <laughs> trolled me. I thought I was getting kicked off the server. Oh, tell me the story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he just sounded very serious. And he's like, I need to talk to you about something. And we hopped on voice chat and it was kind of an ominous conversation for the first minute or two. And then uh, he came around and, and asked me um, asked me to join the team. So that was uh, really nice. But yeah, it was kind of a fun way to, to ask. Yeah, basically what I did there, I went into voice chat and was like, hey, um, 
Uh, you know, there's. Uh, I've been talking to Gwen about you, and there's you know some stuff that came come up, and I uh, <laughs> wanted to ask you uh, how you feel about it. Just if you, you know, just just uh, letting him in the dark and being all <laughs> ominous, and then at uh, some point with the with the same Batman watch, just went. Oh well, uh, he asked me. Yeah, well, uh, what's happening? What's uh, going? On? So yeah, um, we've been talking about uh, making you an admin, and I wanted to know just how you feel about it. That's funny. I actually now <laughs> I do have that vague memory of you saying something about that. You said, "Hey," because we discussed you know each admin who we would approach, mm-hmm. and then you said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to talk to him serious. Like there's a problem." <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, then you said that you would you would uh, use me as a as a conduit to your trolling, and I was like, "What? Don't bring me into this." <laughs> <laughs> so you could try to blame it on you. Yeah, I would yeah. Just, you would not believe it if it would just make something up. So I had to use some reference. <laughs> yeah, well, and Gwen and I had been working together lots on on a project, so it made sense. But mm, that's funny. So Rudistic, or or like I like to say, Rudy. Um, can you give us a just a quick gaming history and then tell us how you found Valheim and then eventually our servers? I would love to. Yeah, I'm actually uh, sorry, Tolkis, but I'm actually new to PC gaming. Uh, I've only been <laughs> in it about two years now. Uh, grew up console gamer, PS One, Spyro. Uh, what a good game that was. Um, I've always done sports games. I'm Canadian. I'm a hockey nut. I've been playing every single hockey game that's been released since 1994. Um, yeah, uh, original Xbox, Halo, I remember waiting out in line at midnight for Halo 2 release. Uh, I do like playing... Fun story at- about that, actually. I worked at Future Shop during that time, and that was, we had the most epic, uh, release ever where we lined up a bunch of couches in the home theater department with everybody back-to-back, and it was like a giant LAN party for the Halo 2 launch. It was amazing. But, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's, that's the first video game I ever camped out for. Um, and then I did it for Skyrim as well, but... Yeah, huge console gamer. Like I said, I play uh, NHL and NBA uh, when I do play my console, which is few and far between now that Valheim's a thing. Um, But yeah, always been uh, on the console. Uh, Then when I got my PC, um, I started SWOTOR and uh, really enjoyed that. Went really hard into it. And then again, my friends stopped playing there. So uh, I wasn't playing much on the PC anymore. I was back into the Xbox and with my clan on Warzone, playing lots of that. Then my one buddy was like, hey, he, he was bugging me for weeks. He's like, you need to check out this game Valheim so we could play together. And I just kept putting it off. And then finally I tried it. And then 400 hours later, uh, I was always watching your videos, Jarok. They're fantastic. You have such a great voice and demeanor. Um, yeah, so I was watching your channel for weeks and actually the video, uh, the 90-minute walkthrough you did with uh, Jarl Tulkis here was the the video that I was like, I need to join this server. Like like the city of Naomi and just everyone there, it just looks like such a good time. I, I had a server with three or four people, uh, my friends, but then they stopped playing and that was the video that did it for me. And uh, seeing uh, Pianuj and Urkinus's setup with the Baltic Sea Company, I'm a big fisherman, and I was like, "That's that's who I want to join." So uh, Thorin here actually uh, was the mod- was the admin who did my interview, and uh, he lives uh, close to me here in Canada. And uh, so we did our interview; it went great. And then uh, I got whitelisted, jumped in the server. Thorin met me right at the uh, spawn point there. And Urkinus from BSC, the Baltic Sea Company, was online, and it was just perfect timing that Thorin said, hey, this guy's interested, and uh, 
you know, a few months later now, um, you know, running the BSC and, you know, I appreciate these privileges of being a moderator on your discord and, and helping out any way, shape or form. So it's kind of cool how Tolkis did the Thorin thing and then Thorin did it for me. And here we are sitting in this beautiful circle here made by morning darkness. Thank you, Dawn. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the history on me joining uh, Valheim. That's yeah, kind of a, kind of a shame that Urkinos is missing. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's been been busy with uh, life, and I think he's uh, dealing with an injury. So hopefully, yeah. we we'll get him in a future podcast. Though, shout out to Urkinus and Pianuj. Yeah, get better and uh, come back. And our other our admin Yardrock, I know that he's been super busy with life for a while now. We missed him through most of December, but he's been hopping on every once in a while. Um, hopefully, he he'll have, find some more time. Uh, to spend with us. But uh, yeah, the, the five that you see here are four plus me are really the, the admins who have been super active lately. And uh, we, because we're growing and we have more things coming out and uh, a lot more announcements to make here later in the podcast, we have been recruiting more moderators and admins. So um, yeah, it's been fun. I'm so glad to have all you guys um, not just on the server and part of the community, because uh, there's so many great people, but also helping me out. You've, you've helped out in so many ways and different ways, too. Um, seems like as time goes on, I'm sort of you're, you're each filling uh, your own niche. Uh, yeah, you know, where things need to be taken care of and, and, and done in an admin sense. And it's awesome to have the help. I really appreciate it. But uh, mm -hmm. We should probably go on to our first segment uh, now. Uh, it's going to be uh, the Valheim News segment, and Gwen is going to uh, take us there. Gwen, what's in Valheim News? Yeah, so I guess the big news for anyone who's following a little bit uh, Valheim is that over December, um, Valheim got nominated for a number of awards. Um, so the first award was the uh, Steam Awards, and Valheim got nominated in two categories um, and unfortunately didn't win anything in those categories. But just to, to, to call them out, there's, they were nominated for both the Game of the Year um, that was uh, in the end won by Resident Evil Village. And they were also nominated for uh, another great category, which is Better With Friends, um, which was won by It Takes Two. That's tough competition because I've heard all about It Takes Two. I've not played it myself. People have been trying to bully me into playing it, but yeah. one game at a time for me. Yeah. Um, but I know it's a great game as well, a, a nice like little indie game too. So um, yeah, Tough competition, um, and unfortunately, they didn't win any Steam awards. But uh, a couple of weeks later, they got nominated on the PC uh, Gamer Awards, and they won. They won the, the the Game of the Year from PC Gamer, and that was announced like what uh, I think uh, a week ago or something. Um, and yeah, I was so glad to see that they um, finally got the recognition because. I mean, for, for all of us, we're, we're complete Valheim addicts, right? Like, yeah. we, we've been living and breathing Valheim since we discovered the game. But I know there's so many other people out there that really just got completely hooked onto the game. Um, mm -hmm. And just playing it and talking, also seeing how the developers and their approach to the game... Um, I mean, the guys are probably millionaires. The, the, the game took off so quickly, 
but <clears throat> you can tell that they're still there they're still involved there I, I love how they engage with the community as well and they they're listening to the to to um to feedback and trying to um improve on some some areas that they you know a lot of the the community the gamers have been asking for and it's great to see that you know the uh the developers are still so involved so i think you know it's not the game isn't going anywhere and i'm just super excited to see them uh take on this uh, award home and then carry on building the game out and releasing new stuff like we've seen yeah, so cool. yeah that was the, yeah yeah iron gate well done for that congratulations for winning that uh Game of the Year award from PC Gamer. I think the most impressive thing for me too is the fact that it's still in early access. Like most early access games these days are super clunky or buggy or whatever. And yet this game just feels so polished. Um, there's lots of content to be added, but uh, yeah, they're still marking it as early access, which is uh, pretty mind blowing. But yeah, I think we've all been very satisfied with it, even as it is uh, over the past year. Especially at yeah. the price point too. Like a game like this at the price point is just unheard of unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah because we all at least put in like three four hundred hours each right in the game like if not more yep for fifteen dollars <laughs> that's a good deal 940 hours over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah this is just some, yeah <clears throat> not at all talk about all I think, uh, I think, especially if we think about how in the last uh, last years it's been kind of become a a way of doing things. Just release it early access, earn some money early on, or an incomplete game. Because apparently it's illegal to release a complete, finished, and perfect game. I don't know, <laughs> but it's interesting to see uh, to be. Uh, Next to the next to the source and see how uh, the game grows and develops. I mean, we we have the developers here visiting us and we we talk to them and we interact with each other. So that's a really a, a really interesting opportunity we have here. Mm-hmm. And it's unheard of. Like I don't know of any other games where the developers are just so engaged with the the the, the player base. Um, so it's it's really great to see and. I know early on the, not early on, like maybe six months ago when we had a long break uh, where the game was released and then there was um, no new updates, a lot of players were kind of complaining that it took too long for updates to come out and patches to come out. But since then, you can tell that they've the, the devs have really kind of uh, took that on board and, and tried to release more often, like smaller updates more often, which is, I think, probably the way to go with games like this because... They want to keep the player engaged, the player base engaged, and for us, it's great because we have a reason to carry on and, um, you know, discover new areas, new biomes, new mobs, and mini bosses as they come out. So, yeah, but I- I've not seen that level of kind of engagement and uh, proximity from the v- developers of a game to the player base in many other games. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I thought of a really interesting uh, question. So uh, would you personally, maybe you could think about this question and I'll answer it for myself first, but would you consider um, Valheim game of the year and maybe even beyond that, how would you rank it maybe if you had a top 10 list favorite games of all time? 
where might you put it if it even makes the top 10. But uh, for me, uh, I'll answer first. Survival games are interesting in that they provide some of them provide more content than others. But really what survival games seem to do is provide a basic um, foundation for players to create their own content with all the building, the terrain manipulation, the build pieces, and then pretty much whatever you want to do with those pieces uh, with friends, with people on that you meet online or through our, a server like ours. And so for me, when I think about all the, the games that I've played, you know, and I'm I'm dating myself, you know, when I said I, I started with Atari 2600. <laughs> um, so I go back a, a ways. But for me, Valheim is definitely game of the year because I didn't play any other games this year. Uh, so that it, for the year, it has to be number one because I didn't even play any other games. I think I might have logged into Seven Days to Die once or twice. What was that? What was that, Gwen? Same, same as me. I, I Well, I don't play many games, but I think this one just got me hooked like very little games have before. <laughs> and and so, uh, as you said, it's also the community. I think if it wasn't for um, joining a multiplayer server and having this kind of true community experience, I don't know that I would still be playing the game much. I would probably be playing occasionally on weekends, but not just not as much as I would now. Um, I think that has been a, a huge factor for me of, of what, my appreciation for the game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's actually, I think, a uh, really good feedback for uh, Iron Gate to, to know that, uh, like one of the points in the videos that I, when I was interviewing them to say that, you know, yeah, a multiplayer server of 10 is, is good. But if you could bump it to 20 or 30 or maybe even 40, that would be even better because it just opened up so much more opportunity for multiplayer, which is really what is keeps the game's longevity going. Because even after my two friends stopped playing, I still played by myself. But then I started making YouTube videos. And so for me, I saw this the this opportunity as a filmmaker to do videos about like this game that I loved. That that gave me all this extra content, right? Because instead of just playing the game, now I was making content for the game. But then, like you said, the multiplayer server, you know, from the player side, you're, you're in the server and you're playing and you have the community. But for me, the reason why this might be my number one game of all time is because I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop role-playing geek. I, I've, I've been playing since I was like 11 or 12 years old. This game is the first game that really made me feel like, with, with mods, I need mods to do it, but I can, I have the server, I have all these players on it, so I can do if, run events and, and, and competitions and all this cool stuff. So I actually feel like I can be a dungeon master. And I've tried that with a few other games that sort of had like these tools for you to be a dungeon master, but I, they just never seemed to quite work. Um, and Valheim has uh, some of those tools in their default dev commands, but you know, you can't use dev commands on a multiplayer server on, without a mod, but I discovered the mod and all. I discovered a whole bunch of other mods and working with a modder to do more. That's why for me, like I love the the game from the from the player perspective, but being able to be a dungeon master to take it off the tabletop with the dice and do it in a video game, for me, game of the year, game of all time. What about you, Gwen? Yeah, yeah. As I said, I think if it, uh, it well, I don't play many games. I tend to just like uh, go through phases where I would play one game a lot, and even so, like lately, I, I haven't been picking up 
many new games. Um, but yeah, there's something. It's my first survival game as well. I don't really have any other survival game. I had played like The Sims and that kind of more building games. Um, I don't even know what category The Sims is. Or simulator games, I suppose. Um, but I hadn't played really uh, survival. And I was actually a bit apprehensive. Uh, again, my friends bullied me into it, managed to convince me to install this game. It was coming at a low price. So I was like, okay, why not? Everyone's playing it and I feel like I'm missing out if I don't join in. So um, I, I, I tried it and I think because also I started the game playing with other people, it kind of made the learning curve a bit easier for me um, being new to this type of game. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been so obsessed. I've not played any other games really. I've not really wanted to seek out other games. And I think, I, again, I, I can't compare it to any other survival because I haven't played um, them. But it seems to be one of those games that's really, like you said, it's a bit of a sandbox. It gives you all the tools you need to make it how you want to. Um, and maybe a bit controversial, but I tend to get a bit frustrated when I see people complaining about the game not having enough content and stuff like that because, well, if you can you can make the content yourself, you can you can find ways and there's plenty of YouTubers out there playing the game, doing like challenges, um, playing the game hard mode or that kind of stuff. Like if you really like the game, you, you can find ways to enjoy it, even if the content from the um, game developers isn't coming out as often as you'd like. There's always ways to make it work and I I think this server is such a great proof of that. I mean, we're we're going crazy on the role playing. We're going crazy with events. We're building stuff that I think is just mind blowing. That I would have never thought that you could do in a game. Um, and not only that, we're doing it with other people, and you know, everyone's kind of bringing their their gameplay and what they enjoy about the game to the table, which is super nice. Yeah, uh, the. I feel like the, the only survival game I've been playing before was uh, The Forest. Ha has anyone ever played it or heard of it? Nope. Yeah, The Forest. No, no. Yeah, I think it's sitting in my download folder. Uh, so you played The Forest uh, some last year and a few other games and, and then Valheim. Mm -hmm. So for, for game of the year for 2021, would Valheim make the list? Would it be somewhere on the list? Mm -hmm. It would uh, definitely be on the list. Uh, I just uh, when when talking about uh, comparing it and or putting it on a tier, I don't like that doing with games because I enjoy, I enjoy every game, uh, the games I play as they are. I don't try to compare them to another. It's just something I, I like to enjoy. For like a uh, uh, Total War Warhammer is, uh, has nothing to do with survival or, or a little bit of role play there, but nothing with survival or whatever. But it's still a game I enjoy playing. Uh, and with Valheim, it's just uh, another passion I enjoy uh, yeah. uh, doing and uh, sharing with, with others here. Yeah, so, it seems like e each game has its unique things. But uh, I guess maybe mm -hmm. maybe for you, you might define Game of the Year as the game you have the most hours logged into then. Because <laughs> you enjoy them each for their different things. Yeah, actually, Valheim. I have uh, the most hours in Valheim. Actually, there's a two to think. The on place two are the Total War Warhammer and uh, Mountain Blade Warband. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I really enjoyed and back th then. Thor Thorn and Rudistic, Would you guys put Valheim uh, on your list of top games, or maybe even number one for 2021? 
Yeah, for myself, uh, as someone with ADHD, I don't think I've ever spent 700 hours doing the same thing in my entire life. So for that reason alone, game of the year, game of history, the best game ever made, in my opinion, because, uh, yeah, 700 hours. and I don't think I've ever done that to anything else my entire life. Yeah, it's a call for that. Yeah, yes. definitely. On my end, uh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Tulkus. Uh, I would definitely rate it top three. I would have a hard time choosing between a few different ones. Uh, but in terms of game of the year, I would definitely say it deserves it. Uh, I think the only other games I played this year were Warzone, uh, Halo Infinite, which could have got it. Um, it was def- definitely good nostalgia there, and I think they they killed the, uh, the release on that one. Uh, it did win Best Shooter from PC Gamer, so it did get some recognition. And then the other one was Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected, which was great for a nostalgia title, but I, I don't think that's winning any awards. So. Uh, Splitgate was yeah. pretty decent as well. I did enjoy Splitgate for a bit. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so we also have some other Valheim news to get, go through real quickly, um, and uh, Thorin's going to walk us through that. Yeah, sure. Um, it's been kind of making its way around the community for, for a few weeks. Not sure if anyone has seen it, but uh, the Iron Gate developer team is hosting their first official building competition. Uh, it's called Build for Baldur. Um, they've got a Twitter post on the official Valheim Twitter, kind of covering the, the rules and the details there. Um, that was opened up on December 20th, and uh, the call for entries is closing on January 9th. It's basically like upload a few images of your uh, your build that is worthy of Balder himself. So um, yeah, we've got something in the works on Jirox creative server. Uh, it's looking pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. It's basically a uh, recreation of the of Asgard, um, kind of in the Marvel realization of it. Uh, so we've got you know the big Asgardian palace and kind of a town down below um, the Bifrost Bridge, uh, which kind of has some rainbow elements to it, which is pretty neat, uh, and the Bifrost portal as well. So um, I've been posting a bunch of updates and live streams about that on my channel called Metarune. Um, so if you're interested in that, definitely have a look. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the. Uh, the competition in a nutshell, there's been some awesome entries that have already been submitted. Um, if you're interested, check out the build for Balder hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, I also wanted to ask if anybody has seen uh, any of the submissions. A lot of people are submitting through Twitter, uh, you know, because you can put that hashtag build for Balder. And I did. And there's some really good competition out there. Um, some really amazing things are being built. But I did want to mention that we have a player on our server who is building his own project uh, separate from the group project of Asgard. He's building his own project somewhere in the world, in the creative world. And I tell you, right now, if I had to cast a vote, my vote <laughs> would probably go for his. Uh, that's just me personally, um, just because of the uh, scope of the project and what it is. I won't spoil it. He'll definitely win the originality award. Yeah, if they do different categories, he should definitely win like some kind of category for that. Uh, it's mind blowing. It's it's a player that is known to have to come up with super creative things, like things that you wouldn't even imagine are possible in the yeah. game. And it's every time he builds something like that, I'm like, wow, okay, that's next level. Um, <laughs> Not so much in the, I mean, this one, the, the Balder competition one is a, a really big scale one, but some of it is just really small. Some of his other ideas that he's done are really small, but just so inventive, like things that 
we wouldn't really think of or just using um, the game and the game mechanics or the, the, the build pieces in very creative ways. Uh, and I agree with you that that build is mind blowing. I really hope it gets a, a shortlisted or at least a mention from the devs, if not uh, winning the competition. Yeah, well, maybe we'll cover the uh, the top Results. entries and the winners. Yeah, or we could even do our own rating of them or something um, in a future podcast. Yeah, and and just to mention to the listeners uh, who aren't familiar or, or aren't on our server or our Discord, we also do our own build competitions on our server. We had a big holiday decorations where we actually have we had three of the developers on to tour them with us in January. We have a, a sacred sundial is the next uh, build competition. And we actually need ideas for February and beyond because I would like to do a build competition um, once a month on our server. So if any of you here, the admins have ideas or any of the listeners have ideas, you know, feel free to uh, jump on our Discord and, and suggest some because uh, the players really do in, enjoy that in addition to all the events that we run. Yeah, some kind Good of idea, uh, actually. Yeah, go go for it. Some, some kind of Valentine's Day uh, set there. I know you with your fancy mods there, you can make everyone have them hearts coming out of us. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, some kind of Valentine's Day something. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like that. Since we're doing holiday, we've done a, a big thing for Halloween. We've done a uh, like Christmas and holiday decoration. So I feel it like yeah, it would be appropriate to just go around the the year doing all the holidays, Valentine's Day. Yeah. I feel like now that we have uh, the the item stands for the arm or the armor stands, we could actually make a chess game competition. Oh. Ooh, that is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I get those sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Gwen, mm -hmm. your your idea I got since that we're, we're um, now allowing. Just recently, we've approved the mods that allows people to build inside dungeons. I know everyone is currently rushing to find a cool dungeon to go yeah. build in. That could be a great competition as well for a build inside a dungeon. Oh, I mm. like that. I'm going to add that to the list right now. Build inside a dungeon or troll cave. Um, dwarven mine, maybe? Hmm? Or, or, a dwarven mine in a dungeon? Yeah, yeah. Whatever the theme um, it is that they, they put, yeah. It would be interesting, too, when the mountain caves come out because those will be other a new instance dungeon um, mm -hmm. to see what people do with that and or uh, us running events with those. Mm. Yeah, and they look beautiful based on the uh, the screenshots uh, that we got. It looks like it's really very nicely designed inside with some interesting new items. So, yeah, we're going to rush to get mm. our hands on those. Okay, so uh, I th if there's nothing else for that, I think we'll go on to our next a segment which is going to be server news so this will just cover a little bit uh, about our Valheim servers uh, right now we have our legacy server which is going to be a permanent server and it's going to never reset until the players lose interest but uh, it's called Jurox Viking Playground it's the main one it's got a 30 player capacity we have 80 plus people there we're getting ready to launch a new uh, server we have a couple of other servers as well a resource server a creative build server but we're launching a brand new one and it's called Jurox Survival Playground Season 1 
and it's going to run for two to three months. We'll, we'll kind of uh, adjust that based on the first season to see when players are ready for a reset. But it's bringing everybody back to basics because, you know, once you get through the game and you've got all max level gear and you've done a bunch of big builds, it's sort of nice to return to having zero skills again and, and struggling to survive against graylings or even a boar that's chasing you through the uh, meadows. And so this server is going to launch in the next week or two, um, we're still trying to adjust the exact date because we're trying to get it ready. The server is going to include, it's basically going to be all vanilla uh, server. It's going to have a 30 player capacity. Uh, we're only allowing the first um, 60 or 70 players interested into it. Uh, it's going to have new locations to explore. So these new locations are going to be, um, some are just going to be sort of interesting point, uh, like uh, points of interest. Uh, that are created by admins. Uh, Tolkis has created a, a lot of them. Thorin is working on some. I'm working on some. In addition to it, points of interest, there's going to be new mini-bosses. And each mini-boss is going to have its own lo uh, location. There's going to be 20 to 30 mini-bosses. There's going to be uh, new mythologies to discover. And the mythologies will be written up in a special channel on our Discord uh, to add some flavor and some of that kind of role-playing fun mythology aspect. For every single boss and every single mini-boss location and the artifact. So there's going to be new artifacts. And the artifacts will basically consist of uh, weapons and armor and things that you can already get in the game. But they're going to be a little bit higher level than you can actually craft yourself. And they'll be, uh, you know, uh, the name on them where it says crafted by it will be crafted by somebody special that has to do with the mythology of the creature. And the best thing about all of this, all this new content that we're adding to a very vanilla world uh, with locations, bosses, and artifacts is you don't need any mods to play it. No mods at all are required by the player. You can come on, fill out our server application, get onto the server. Uh, if you pass the interview, we have a little interviewing process. Yeah, no mods required and you can get to enjoy it and, and, and hit it in the ground on the ground running when the server first launches. Uh, Tolkis, uh, was, he was going to talk a little bit about some of the locations he's built because he's built so many locations. So Tolkis, you want to tell us a little bit about some of the locations you've been working on? I was just about to say, you're really excited for that new server. You basically already <laughs> said everything there is to say, almost at least. <laughs> well, you can tell us a little bit about the locations you built. You know, you don't have to give all the details so that they have something to discover. But Oh, well, there are... Uh, I. Uh, I based the locations uh, on the, the lore we came up with for the mini-bosses. Uh, there are some... There's basically in every... Bi you can find them in any biome. There uh, and uh, they don't. Uh, they they don't have to be uh, like a mob specific. So it may be that you you may maybe find a golem in the meadows, for example. Yeah. Uh, or I or I don't know. Yeah, just uh, gonna be interesting uh, about the locations I made there. That's that's actually really hard to talk about. I don't want to give away anything. On the, at the same time, I want to brag about them. <laughs> well, <laughs> spill the beans. Give give us like one example of a mini boss <clears throat> and a bit of the lore that goes with it, just just uh, as a teaser. Oh, there you go, Tolkis. <laughs> I, I got the spreadsheet right. here. Do you, do you want me to pick one, or do you have one in mind? Uh, pick one. How about the uh, the the order of the amber? Should I read this, oh. or, or do you remember you want to describe it? I, 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 I remember. <laughs> so yeah, I, was, uh, I had this idea of a, 
uh, uh, some might maybe may remember the the first event we did was the the undead fortress uh, assault back in the day. I yes. think that was the first event we did, and I wanted to have an uh, basically an undead legion over there. But then I wanted to come up with something uh, that would be a bit more interesting. That oh, there's an the Yarglof has summoned an undead host and are now threatening the world. So I was. Uh, uh, I came up with the idea. Well, there, there would be like a a Templar order would be actually really cool. But how did they come here? So in the lore, it says that uh, their origin, uh, like there there are no Templar orders in the Viking universe. So how did they get here? How did they get into the uh, Viking uh, afterlife? So I kind of uh, create a lore where they kind of uh, unsure where they would either be. They were either sent on a crusade by their god to venture into this afterlife, or maybe someone opened the door to to let them in. And then, uh, in the end, the the order, the knights were got trapped, trapped, slaughtered, and their souls enslaved to Yagluf. And right now, they are uh, garrisoning the abandoned fortress. Abandoned fortresses all across uh, the the landscape. Yeah, just uh, pretty badass. There are the the basic Amber Knights. Then there's the the Amber Templars, and uh, somewhere there is the Grandmaster hidden. Any questions from here? Well, yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. See, I love uh, Tolkas. I I know because we've worked on some other pro- uh, events together. I know how much he loves to get into the little history and mythologies and do little write write ups on things that just add so much flavor. Like I could just create mini bosses and give them names and then you know say like you know a troll and he's in the forest and he's uh, you know got more health and does more damage and he has a special item that you can get. And that would be fun, too, for the players. But having these really fun little mythology write-ups about each creature, I thought, yes, Tolkas is really into this. And he's write- he's done some amazing little write-ups. And you're going to be able to find <laughs> all these write-ups on all the, the mini-bosses um, in a special channel uh, – on our discord so that you can, you can read through them if you want, or if you're out in the world and you discover something, you can then go back and refer to this mythology, uh, uh, channel there and, and find the creature that you slayed and the item that you got and, and kind of get caught up on the history and the mythology of it just to kind of add another level of, of excitement for the players. And, and it's all kind of like, like some games have achievements, uh, that you can uh, do in each game. And Valheim doesn't actually have an achievements uh, category, but that's kind of what this is with all the mini bosses out there and the, each artifact that they, they have that you can acquire. It's kind of like an achievement. So it's kind of fun. Like you're out in the world and not do you just have all the Valheim content, but, and the building and anything else you want to do with the uh, killing yeah. the bosses and the forsaken and whatnot. But you have all these cool locations that we've placed in the world, the lore behind them and the artifacts. It's all pretty exciting. I did want to ask Thorin, because he's doing a special location that we've talked about for a few weeks now. Thorin, did you want to give any hint of that? Uh, yeah, I could share a little bit. So it's going to be somewhere in the Ashlands. And the idea is that we're kind of using the undeveloped biome and adding more to it to kind of turn it into a different uh, different area or a different scenario. And we'll be playing with uh, a few different creatures from from the swamp um, so that they kind of mesh well with the, the certlings that exist there. Um, 
I want to keep it kind of secret because it's it's an idea I've had for a while that I've wanted to run um, on our main server, and this was just kind of the perfect opportunity to do it. But uh, yeah, should have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, the the Ashlands is really underdeveloped. Uh, I'm I'm I hope one day we will get fire giants with swords and bows and uh, with bows that basically fire artillery rounds at your base. <laughs> That's what I'm actually hoping for there. <laughs> Because there are no circlings, like tiny little things running around, f- f- throwing fireballs and and basically just annoying you, but doing nothing else. But the Lord, there were there were fire giants. Uh, the the fire giant Zerd will destroy Asgard at, uh, in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Ashlands the- is a biome, and each biome will probably have their big boss. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe there'll be like a Ragnarok style boss in the Ashlands. That would be pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, Someone mentioned, rumored about a dragon coming, but that would be, I don't know how to feel about that because we already got a dragon basically. Maybe we can get like the, like the drakes in the, in the mountain biome, then like uh, dragons in the Ashlands as well. But I would be really, I would, uh, what I would be looking for would be giants. Like not 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 trolls, but make them bigger as trolls. Give them, give them actual weapons, not just the clubs and rocks, and um, make them kick some ass. I would love more flying creatures, though. That'd be or flying enemy creatures, not just birds. Well, yeah, so especially running events as an admin, it's hard to send creatures at the players sometimes if they're just land based because the AI kind of gets hung up on the, the terrain, especially if there are cliffs or trenches dug. So, real quickly, I wanted to go to the next segment. I spoke to Grimcore um, uh, at the beginning of this week on Monday. And he told me that they were all back from holiday vacation, so they were on vacation, so we shouldn't expect anything immediately um, these first couple weeks of January, I'm guessing. But he said that they were all very excited. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited because, you know, they continue to respond to me. They have, you know, they have 8 million people who purchased this game and they're responding to me when I send them messages, which is super exciting. Uh, and then I also, uh, spoke with Smithy, who is their, um, their Discord uh, main, ad, uh, the developer who's mostly on Discord, uh, dealing with uh, Discord issues and and information, and uh, Smithy's interested in uh, doing a future video with me. So uh, I'm going to see if I can arrange that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a a special topic for that, which uh, I'll save for the video when it comes out. But um, we'll move on uh, to our last segment before we close out. And just a little bit of speculation. And so, Rudy, you 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 were going to maybe talk a little bit about um, maybe mountain caves and then mislins or or whatever speculation for the future. You want to tell us a little bit? So I was thinking with mistlands, and if I'm right about this, everyone in this circle owes me a hundred coins each. Okay, <laughs> deal. Fine. <laughs> um, and before they changed it, where it's just empty now, there's lots of spider webs, right? So. I, I, I think they want to use that. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's my speculation is when the Mistlands updates come, there's going to be spiders in there and we're going to get a new material called silk. And I think that'll open up a lot more, you know, armor ideas and stuff like that. But that's where my mind went with everything with uh, the Mistlands and, and, you know, they, they had spider webs in the old one for a reason. So that's what I'm hoping. And I think that'd be really cool to fight off, uh, you know, giant spiders and little creepy crawlies like that. 
Tulkis, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. I promise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just that, that's what uh, I, I thought was going. Line fighting those things. Yeah, so they they removed it, but um, they about the kind of whole spiders and the webs and stuff. I saw on the interwebs some interesting theories about this, and they still involve silk, but. Silk doesn't come from spiders. Silk comes from worms. Mm-hmm. And when you look at those Mistlands uh, webs or the old Mistland webs, they're all in tunnels that could look like giant worm tunnels. So some people were saying, oh, it's probably not going to be spiders. It might be just giant worms. That's and then, yeah, you would collect the silk and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll find these worms in, in chests or something, and we will have uh, spiders in those uh, tunnels. That would be actually pretty cool, like these dark holes where there's no no torches in there whatsoever. So we have to bring the uh, the Dwemer light there, and then there's these the spider coming around the corner. I I can already picture myself screaming uh, out of, to my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I I just your girlfriend to come and deal with the spiders. <laughs> I just finally watched Dune last night, and that made me think of the sandworms. And then I was wondering, maybe they'll eventually have a desert biome that could be kind of neat. It's interesting, too, to think what they might add as far as equipment um, to the new biome and the drops to make that equipment. If if mm-hmm. there is going to be spiderwebs still, which you know I'm not sure if they're going to remove those completely or if they're going to keep that, then we, we might have silk. And then so what would silk be made for? Maybe some kind of like... Um, ingredient in a fine um, weapon or armor or uh, Grimcore actually mentioned um, during our holiday uh, competition tour that uh, he had a whole folder of role-playing clothes uh, that he was hoping to add to the game at some point in the future and so that would be interesting if if maybe some of that comes out of that, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Or maybe Silk will open uh, the road to, to, to magic. (laughs) <laughs> I think it would be really cool. Like right now, we are just sitting on black metal, and there's no use for it. So I was thinking maybe either I make, make add uh, black metal arrows, make them the upgraded fire arrows with purple fire, and give them more damage, etc. Or maybe we could uh, get a uh, not magic, but a uh, rune magic. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I would love to see if they do introduce silk as a a new material. I would love for them to use that as a way to add more customization to your character and to your armor, to -hmm. your looks, essentially. Because that's the one thing that I know a lot of players uh, we've been discussing about is the, the once you reach late game, everyone looks pretty much the same. We all have the padded armor and all of that. And there's not that many options to customize other than a few shields where you can customize the color of the shield and then the linen capes where you've got like four or five colors but that's about it and i would really love for them to as you progress to later in the game to add more and more customization options so that you can really lean into like the role play aspect and have a character that's really unique um Mm -hmm. and not looking like all the other vikings yeah talking about diversity and not just the clothes but uh uh, if I may tease, we may we have a coming uh, siege event, and as I was uh, preparing for this siege event, I was rem- rem- remembering the the stronghold game I was playing. I was and I was kind of thinking, ah oh, man, I, m- I wish there were uh, more tools there to defend the base with, so you don't have to rely about uh, ex- uh, 
game exploits. So you don't you don't have to make these high mud piles something just uh, I don't know uh, throw some ballistas in there or make something that you or make make uh, something that would uh, throw logs at or stones at uh, incoming uh, mobs bring trebuchets to the game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple of centuries out but do it anyway <laughs> yeah i was going to say luckily we we do have some mods that you know sort of help give us some other options than what the uh, base developers especially you know there's hundreds of modders out there and only mm-hmm. what like 7 or 8 people now on the dev team so the modders are going to be able to do so much more than the uh, dev team could ever do. Uh, so at least we have that as an option, which is fun. I just wanted to, uh, since we're speculating, the one thing that I, I heard some players on our server mention once, and I thought, yes, that's probably really high on my list, is uh, the Nordic runes. Uh, I would just love to be able to build more things that have runes, like be able to build rune stones or carved wood with runes in them or mm-hmm. even armor with runes on them. Like I have the Odin cape and the Odin cowl on right now, the black and white, and they sort of have these runic patterns on them. But I, w- I would just love to see more rune type stuff, themed stuff in the game. Um, yeah, that's that's what I meant there. That's what yeah. I meant. Uh, like yeah. runes on, on weapons, on builds, uh, protective runes. If you... Well, if the developers go, well, they have to have a, an impact on the game. What could they do in the game? Yeah, make them uh, protection runes to make your build stronger. Give your your sword an, an attack rune to make it do more damage or give it fire damage. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Just make things, please. <laughs> no, they're, they're doing everything they can. And we could sit here and speculate for hours on fun, cool stuff and things that we could wish for on a wish list and stuff. But now we're, we're all super appreciative of of what we do have so far. And like I said, mods help to open up the doors, especially for like, um, well, Thorne and I, especially because we, we run a lot of events as sort of like a dungeon master and, and Tolkus has been building some stuff for the survival server as a dungeon master. So, um, so yeah, that's about it for this week's podcast episode. Number one, I want to thank Gwen, the shield maiden, Jarl Tolkus, Thorin, a.k.a. Metarune, and Rudy, uh, Rudistic the Guardian, for joining me this week, everybody. Thank you so much. Skull! Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Have fun out there. Mm -hmm. Yes, and until next time, have fun out there. Hey, everyone. This episode is sponsored by G-Portal. They host all of my servers, and I have to say they are pretty awesome. If you're looking to rent your own gaming server, you can save 5% if you use my link in the description. And if you're interested in some really cool Viking jewelry, necklaces, rings, bracelets, all kinds of cool stuff, and some Viking clothing, you can save 10% with code JIROC, and you can find that link in the description also. And for you gamers who are also coffee lovers, I recommend Player One Coffee. They've got all kinds of cool flavors, including Leroy Jenkins, which is a light roast. They've also got Overclocked Omen, which is a dark roast, which is my preferred coffee. And if you need an extra dose of caffeine to keep you up all night while you're gaming, try Player One Insomniac. And they've got a lot more amazing flavors. Check them out. You can save 5% with my link in the description. 
I'd like to give a huge shout out to my supporters, some of them on Patreon, the YouTube membership, and the ones who help boost our Discord server. Your support means the world to me and inspires me to make more videos, as well as run a community Discord and multiple Valheim gaming servers. If you enjoy my videos and would like to support my work, join our friendly Discord community and Valheim servers, links can be found in the description below. Skull. Now you just have to pretend that you can hear Viking music playing.